Good, good morning, afternoon, or evening. What a truly beautiful day it is. Wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your humbled host, Tony Serrano, and this is the PhD in me. Welcome back, friends. It has been way too long um, since last year, actually, and we just hit June, or, you know, about to hit June right now. It's crazy. We're already halfway through 2021, but I am back. This is season two, and to start it off, we're going to wrap up the sacred scavenger hunt. So if you don't know, what is the sacred scavenger hunt? Well, every year on my birthday... I set a New Year's resolution. You know, I feel like it's more effective to set it on your birthday because when your birthday comes up, you know, you're thinking about what happened last year and what has happened over the course of your life. And you're really like more sentimental. Um, I think you're more inclined to follow through on any goals that you set or intentions you set or things you want to let go of because, you know, sometimes, actually, all of the time, um, resolutions or intentions or, you know, mantras, they're not always about things that you want to attain. It can always be something that you want to let go of. I've mentioned in a few of my Instagram lives that, you know, maybe the next thing that you want to do when it's your birthday or even on New Year's, whenever you feel most inspired, is what is something you want to let go of? Maybe it's something you tell yourself. Maybe it's a mentality that you have. Maybe you tend to be a little bit more critical and um, maybe a little bit more negative and maybe that's something you want to let go of. So always on resolutions or always on goals, we have this tendency to think of what are we going to get? What are we going to gain? What are we going to receive, right? But it's also always a lot about letting go of things or appreciating what you have. And so last year in 2020, my intention, my mantra, my theme for the year was to go on a sacred scavenger hunt. So what is a sacred scavenger hunt? Well, just to refresh, it was back on episode seven when I first introduced the topic. And basically, it's just looking at all of the sacred things in your life. And so what does it mean to be sacred? Well, it's not always a religious idea or term, but you can think of that. It's something that you honor. It's something that you respect, that you would do no harm to. Something that you hold of high value, of high priority, of high standard. Um, It's something that you really admire. Um, And, you know, it's just something that is very precious to you, something that you treasure, something again that you value, that brings you value or that you just see the value in it and therefore it's sacred. So, you know, back in episode number seven, I mentioned things like the bed, you know, as mundane, as simple as it sounds, our bed with the family, you know, everyone sleeps there, even our dogs and, um, you know, really actually not recently because the baby, (laughs) but you know, that's where, and then that's where I fed the baby, right? And, and he was nourished on that bed, um, 
and is now a healthy little guy. So, you know, it's just such a sacred thing in our lives. It's, you know, where Angel and I have connected. I call it the space that we share energy. Um, We dream together on that bed. We wake up together. We have nightmares together. You know, it's the time of space where we're not talking, it's silent, but yet we're connecting so deep. And so that is a sacred thing that will always be very sacred to me on the four corners of that bed. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter um, what my status is, uh, how successful I am um, monetarily or, you know, tangibly. It doesn't matter what people think of me. It doesn't matter where we are in life, like in general. Um, All that matters is that we're together and we're on that bed and we can just spend time together. So that was a a big thing that was sacred to me. Another thing I mentioned in the past was parenting in general. Like, it's a sacred thing. Not everyone does it. It's a choice. Um, Maybe sometimes it's just not in the cards for people. And it's not something that everyone gets to experience. But yet, parenting, I'm so grateful for because um, it's just taught me so much. You know, I mentioned in the last episode that It's not something that you meander through. You can really meander through your life. But when it comes to bringing another being's life and nurturing that and supporting them and uh, preparing them, you know, it, it doesn't take messing around. You have to really be intentional. You have to watch your mouth. They, you know, he's getting to an age right now that he copies literally everything that we do and everything that we say. So all of the habits that... I thought he wasn't old enough to watch he's already doing and so far so good you know he's he's doing things that are very impressive to me that um like cleaning up he really puts away his toys but I think it's because he sees me pick up up after him um you know there was a, a a moment though we're not perfect that he used a cuss word and so we have to be very vigilant of that But um, to go back, like, it's so sacred to just have that ability to bring a life into the world and to feel a life and to feed a life from your body. And I I nursed him. So, um, you know, it's just incredible, the human body. And so parenting and being a human in general and just being able to connect and communicate and express and just through relationships and everything. It's so sacred. It's such a sacred thing. And so today I really just wanted to wrap up a few other insights, a few other lessons that I've learned while taking a sacred scavenger hunt. You know, um, there's so many things in life that we measure, right? It's our bank account. It's our height. It's our weight. It's our age, right? But when things are sacred, it's like none of those things matter, And things that are sacred are presence. Presence, not like gifts. Presence with uh, P-R-E, I think it's S-E-N-C-E. So presence, to be present, to be connected, to know that Angel knows what I'm feeling. He knows what my fears are. He knows what I'm trying to work on. He knows what makes me happy and excited, what interests me. And in the same token, I understand where he's at emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And to be connected, it's such a sacred thing because in this world, even though we can connect with so many people, if it's not intentional, if you're not present with it, there's so many things that can get lost. And there's so many things that, you know, you could be seeing a person every single day. 
and yet not know some things that are bothering them, some things they're struggling with, some things that they may be hiding. You know, you could be so close physically and yet, you know, consciously and interconnected, you're just so far apart. And I think in the last year, you know, being isolated has made me really value that presence. And with my growing awareness, because it's never just complete, I'm always growing in my awareness, to have these new relationships that have been coming into my life is so humbling. I'm so honored to meet these people and to have this type of awareness now because I can appreciate everyone for who they are and and not think about, well, what do they have or what are they wearing or are they like me so then I can like them. It's like I literally just just love the person for who they are genuinely, fully, unapologetically, unconditionally and the type, the quality of relationships that I've been having this year is very profound. It really is breathtaking in moments that people are so willing to open up, to be vulnerable, to share space with me, to enjoy life together and and to laugh at our failures, um, celebrate our wins. Like, I really think it sucks to be peaceful by yourself, right? Because I talk about peace here and, you know, going through your struggles and um, going through your failures and all that. And you can be peaceful. I I know how to be peaceful. But if you're peaceful by yourself, it's kind of like, eh, okay. But if you're peaceful with people around you, if you can enrich other people's lives, if you can just be there for someone when they're struggling, it just makes life so much better. You don't want to enjoy life by yourself. It's better to enjoy life with other people. And yeah, you can be cool by yourself. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm a total loner. But um, I'm just saying, like, it's nice to be social. And, you know, in the last couple podcasts, I I spoke about being social to a few. And even though we're so interconnected with social media and all that stuff, we can still be so distant. So vulnerability, presence, I'm just so sacred uh, and grateful for those sacred things. And um, another thing, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that earth is sacred, Okay, that was a big revelation for me the past year. Earth is so sacred. And I really go by this uh, ideology. This Here's my thought process. So I'm going to model this, this thing that I'm going to mention. So it's how can you love if you don't love yourself? Like how can I love other people if I don't love myself? Because then I don't know what love is. I don't know what patience is. I don't know what acceptance is. I don't know what forgiveness is, right? So... With that mirrored and modeled to earth is how can you live if you don't know where you come from? If you don't know what gives you life? How could you live if you don't know what gives you life? And so earth has been very sacred to me um, always, but more committed, more conscious in this past year where I don't buy any more shopping bags I really limit the amount of plastic bags that we have. I've looked into where to recycle plastic bags because a big thing is that I didn't know this, but the trash recycling bins, you don't recycle your plastic bags. They don't take that. They take things like aluminum cans, glass bottles, uh, milk jugs, stuff like 
that containers basically, but they do not take like plastic wrapping or plastic bags. You actually have to physically go to a store. Usually they're grocery stores and not every grocery store has them, but uh, you have to take them there to get recycled the right way. Otherwise, they just get contaminated with the recycling and waste management will just throw it in the landfill. So there's so many things that I've been learning about Earth and just a deep, profound love for Earth that um, she just gives and gives and gives. And sometimes she gives hurricanes and sometimes she gives tornadoes and sometimes she gives earthquakes, right? And fires, you know, but she gives and life, she gives life. And so plastic was one of the ways that I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to stop. And I owed it to myself to learn more, right? Because we there's these documentaries on Netflix. They're always eye-opening. I'm a very open-minded person, so I love perspective. I love considering perspective. I'm not going to say that there are always great perspectives or like finished because, you know, documentaries present ideas, but then it's up to you to do your background research. So long story short, I was doing my background research and what I found about um, carbon dioxide and the greenhouse gases that everyone talks about and global warming is that 75% of greenhouse gas emissions actually come from electricity use, from the use of electricity. And transportation in cars is like less than 10%. It's relatively small, okay? Um, there was the cowspiracy, was it cowspiracy? The one about the cows, um, or is it what you eat? There was one of those on Netflix and basically saying that the cows were causing, when they fart, they're causing the greenhouse gases. And agriculture and farming is only 3%. I'm not saying that that's not a big chunk, but I'm saying in the grand scheme, electricity is pretty much number one when it comes to greenhouse gas. So what I've committed to and what I've, you know, done in my life is to just really reduce the amount of electricity that I use to try to use it on off hours, so um, not using it in the evenings. You know, they say not to run your dishwasher at night, um, not to do your AC, so we, you know, try to use just the windows. Like, we just open all the windows at night, and by the morning, the house is cold, and then we close all the windows um, and use the curtains. So another thing is water. I know that California is, you know, I think it's always in a drought, really. We're always in a drought because we're desert, but I try to reduce the amount of water that I use. Um, Obviously, plastic, I try to just not. And that's why I actually just started a small business um, called We Go Green. And if you look on my Instagram, um, there's just really things that we use on a daily basis. There's this idea of single-use plastics. So it's a plastic that you use once and you throw away. So it could be like the laundry detergent, the giant, giant container that you get it in. You only use that once and then you throw it away. Same thing with toothpaste, with your toothbrushes, um, you know, with your shampoos, your conditioners, your body washes, your hand soap, your hand lotion, your body lotion, whatever. So just things that we use on a daily basis. And the biggest thing behind the company is that we refill our containers we reuse our shipping packaging and we are plastic free it's all glass which can be reused 
and will biodegrade naturally over like a lifetime. So, you know, that's the biggest thing is like these toothpaste tubes, they don't let you refill them. You know, your shampoo, they don't let you refill them. So, you know, and I've switched to a deodorant that is made out of cardboard. It's called Native and um, I really like them. So there's just small things that I've done to really show my gratitude because earth is sacred. Earth is so sacred and if we don't take care of it, I know that's the common theme for everyone, but it's not about like, is earth going to die in my lifetime? Which it could, it could. Global warming could happen. It really, you know, there could be massive earthquakes. Um, but it's really about my son's generation and his children's generation and the generations after that. Like we just um, got back from Lake Tahoe like last month and it was so beautiful to know that this is just a natural formation. Lake Tahoe is absolutely gorgeous. The water is so clear and so clean and we, we drink the water. It's so like fresh and crisp and it's just amazing. And I want, I want our son and his families and generations after that to see Lake Tahoe and they may not you know we on the way up to Lake Tahoe you drive through all these um these lakes that have dried up because Los Angeles County District back in like the 50s redirected the water and so it dried up all the water on your way up through California because they did the aqueducts and all that stuff to get water into LA so it's kind of sad to see dried up lake beds and and what used to be there and so there's so many beautiful wonders in the world and i just want to even if i know it's it's really the big corporations who are like poisoning our water and uh, creating microplastics that contaminate the marine life and it's right you guys have seen seaspiracy maybe on netflix it's all like the nets and the fish nets it's all like the giant corporations they're they're the ones who are contributing but if i can just do something small then it will help me to learn more about it um one thing is like my clothing i made a pact last year that i'm not going to buy clothing for an entire year Um, and honestly, I just want to continue doing that because I just, I have enough clothing and clothes last forever. I literally have, I don't know, I would say like 10% of my clothes are my favorite clothes and they all have some sort of like hole or stain or something, but I just keep wearing it because it's comfortable. And so it's not broken. You know, if it's don't broke, (laughs) wait, how does it go? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, so, um, yeah, I've just decided not to use clothing because um, that's not really good for the environment. And I know a lot of clothing is made in India. And I don't know if you know about the Ganges River. You should watch that Vice documentary on YouTube. It's crazy. Um, And so back to the sacred scavenger hunt is just like Earth is sacred. And I just want to replenish and really just eliminate my carbon footprint even though I'm made of carbon haha but um but yeah so that's just another insight that I've had through the sacred scavenger hunt and it's something that I really care about and want to do what I can I've really gotten into like homesteading and trying to grow my own food and take care of ourselves naturally holistically so you know going into the next thing that I learned through the sacred scavenger hunt 
is that blessings are sacred. Blessings are all things that life has to offer you. All the things that life has to offer you, the good and the bad. So this past year, I did a lot of healing, a lot of healing that I thought I had already reconciled, but I had, you know, like I've, I've forgiven people before they've apologized. And so that was a big healing for me. But now it's come full circle where those relationships can actually be repaired. And now there's apologies after I've already forgiven them. And so it's just like a, a nice close, right? So I've done a lot of healing and it, even to myself and to prove to myself what I'm worth and what I'm willing to take and what I'm not willing to take. You know, setting boundaries. I talked about a podcast about boundaries. And um, it's just blessings. Like, I'm so sacred for these blessings because I'm so grateful. Like, I had this, this insight that I'm so grateful to have suffered so young because now I can shine for the rest of my life. And that was really profound for me because sometimes when you're going through it, when you have deep sadness or sorrow or rejection or regret or hate or envy or jealousy or any of those feelings that really, really put us in a bad place, that really make us want to disconnect, withdraw, um, it feels dull, like life feels dull. Uh, you just want to eat, maybe you don't even want to eat anymore and you just want to sleep all day. Like if you go through that, and I've gone through that for many, many years, now with the insight that I can live a peaceful life, that I have so much now in my life, so much, not tangibly, but in my relationships, in my health, in my mental health, in the peace in my heart, in the, the fire that wakes me up and the ability to stand for what I believe and to not falter in that and to really like prove to myself what I'm made of, what I can do, what I'm capable of, what, what my potential is and to fulfill that potential. And so, you know, when I talk about blessings, all the stuff that I've gone through it's prepared me for where I am now. And I know in the moment, in the heat of the moment, in the years that you're going through what you're going through, when people said, God can only put you through what you can handle, or this is preparing you for your future, it's so true. It's so true. As simple as all of those cliches sound, it's so true. Like time heals everything. It's so true. And it's so true that I've been actually creating a masterclass on how to heal and how to deal with trauma. And I, it's so profound that I was going to like launch that class for a price. But then I was like, what the heck? No, when I, when I was young, I needed this information. Everyone needs this information. And so basically what I'm going to be doing in the next month is giving the masterclass away for free, going live on Instagram uh, once a week and just and sharing all of the things that I've learned. 
and and putting it into such a concise way in such an applicable way that that you can really attain healing if that's what you need and really you can make peace with your trauma and transcend your trauma um and be like have transformation and so i'm so grateful like even though people have felt bad for me for what i've gone through you know even though people may have pitied me or people may have judged me it's like i'm so grateful for what i went through i'm so grateful to see my parents marriage because now when it comes to my marriage i have insight and I have a track record and experience that I can look back on. And, and you know, it's a resource. And now when I have younger kids in my life through my family's cousins and, and relatives, and now seeing them go up, grow up, and they're hitting that pre-adolescent stage, and I'm looking at them, and I'm able to connect with them because I'm like, I know exactly where you are. I know exactly what you're going through. And I'm not going to tell you you're not alone because everyone who told me I'm not alone, like it was like, I didn't want to hear that. When you're going through something, when you're trying to be vulnerable, like you don't want to hear, oh, time will heal. Even though that's true, even though you have to remind people of that, but in the moment that they're, that they're opening up to you, you just want to just be like, yeah, totally. I I feel you 100%. Yeah, that sucks. You're right. You know, I hate that feeling. You know, and and you like sit and you ground with them. And it's just such a blessing to do that now. And like, I just want to share that with everyone. So, So, you know, my past is such a sacred thing that, you know, I've often said that I really embrace all that I am, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of my experiences, they are always, will always be a part of me, but they do not define me. Who I've been isn't who I am, it isn't who I'm becoming, and it isn't who I'll be. And something that I really love, this idea of that it doesn't matter where you started, it matters where you end up. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past, it doesn't matter, you know, like all that stuff doesn't matter. It's like, who are you going to be today? Who are you going to try to be tomorrow? Are you working on it? Are you changing your habits? Are you taking action? Are you admitting your faults? Are you embracing your failures? Are you learning your lessons? Are you going to make the world a better place because of it? Are you going to hurt people or are you going to heal people? Are you going to help or are you going to wound? And, you know, it's all about that idea. And so blessings, they're so sacred and they can come in all different types of forms. Um, A lot of blessings, I, you know, I, I laugh and I joke about God giving me so much all the time. And, you know, sometimes he just, he just bathes me in abundance of everything of just of life and happiness and laughter right and then and then other weeks or months he just he just douses me with like challenges 
like patience and, and understanding and forgiveness, you know, humility. He'll, he'll just douse me with lots of, lots of challenges. And I just have to say, this is all a blessing. And whether you believe in God or not, there, there is something higher than this. There's just something that made us. There's something that's undisputable that like when you close your eyes, when you dream at night, it's undisputable. There's no way, like there's something greater than us. And whether you want to call it earth, whether you want to call it God, whether you want to, want to call it the divine, the one, you know, there's just something. And and when we can really, when it just naturally brings us to our knees, we don't have to go into our knees because, you know, people think that's a submissive thing. But it's, in, it's I wouldn't say it's sub- submitting, it's really surrendering. When you're submissive, it's kind of because of fear, right? When you surrender, it's a willingness. It's intentional. It's like, yeah, I agree. I approve. And I I just surrender. And so, you know, Sacred Scavenger Hunt is is beautiful. It is a beautiful theme to, to maybe just model for the week. You know, what are things... And, and I know there's like this gratitude vibe that's going on. Like, I'm grateful for the food I eat and the water I drink. And yes, 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 you should be. But those are kind of like mainstream, if you can say. Um, Get into the things in your life that are very specific. That are very specific to you. You know, what are the people in your life that you're grateful for? What are the experiences that have humbled you? What are the failures? The very specific things. What are the rejections? You know, sometimes I do think about um, in a relationship, right? The people that I've met along my path in life. And there's so many people that I should have built that relationship up. And I should have let other relationships go. I I was chasing the wrong relationships. And I should have been looking and building uh, the relationships of the people who inherently just love me for who I am, who I, it didn't matter what I dressed like, it didn't matter if I wore makeup or not, it didn't matter if I straightened or curled my hair, you know, it's just, they would just accept you for who you are, and I always look back on that, so what things, even in the past experiences, like, what things are you grateful for, because now that I know that, now that I know early on not to chase relationships that don't give back to you or that only um, see something as, as beneficial, then that's the reason they're there. Because if you take the benefit away, would they still be there? And so now that I have that idea, today being grateful and knowing that it's a sacred thing, I can then take that to the new relationships that come into my life and not take them for granted and and really pour love and energy into the ones that that feed me and feed them and it's like this this mutually beneficial thing but it's not because of their status it's not because of where they live or what language they speak or what religion they practice it's just like this inherent love of another human so that's it on blessings of the sacred scavenger hunt. You know that it's all things that life has to offer. Um, a lot of people say that I'm blessed. So I get that comment a lot. And I would really say that I am blessed because I've made lemonade with lemons. 
You know, I've made the best of it. I've sought more in life and I've put in the work. I've put in the awareness, the surrender, the humility, the acceptance, the honesty, the patience, the admittance that I'm not great, but I want to be great. You know, I have habits that are not good habits and I want to change them and I'm okay with changing them. You know, and it's like a, a choice. And I'm so privileged to be able to pursue a life of happiness, a life of peace, a life of healing, a life of enjoyment. You're so privileged if you can pursue a life just to enjoy it. So don't violate that. I am blessed for sure, but I've also put in a lot of work. I've also, you know, accepted all the types of blessings, even if they appear to be hindrances or things that hold me back or or push me down. You know, I've really found about myself that I am best under pressure. And when you push me, I like to actually physically push myself and put myself into corners and and pin myself to the floor with, with the back against the wall. Because that's when I go to work. And that's just what motivates me. I, I'm, I'm very ultimatum based. It's like it either this way or that way. You know, people call it binary thinking. It's black and white. Yes or no. You know, because then I don't F around. I don't meander. It's intentional. So be blessed and, and, and just accept all the blessings. You know, I always say, not always, but recently in the last year, that I welcome more good than I can ever imagine. I welcome more good than I can ever imagine. I welcome all the good that is seeking to come into my life. And sometimes those are challenges. I welcome more good than I can imagine. Those are challenges. Those are challenges because then what they do is they prepare me for the future again. So it's like you hit, you like finish the war, right? And then more battles come towards you. And so I welcome them. I welcome them because it just prepares me so much. And I just, I want to give and I want to be the best mother I could be. I want to be the best spouse I could be, the best partner. Um, I just want to be the best friend that I could be, the best community member, the best human. And so I, I welcome that because now I have this life confidence, right? I think it was episode two, life confidence. I have this confidence about life that I know that when those challenges come, that it's shaping me and building me and training me and strengthening me and empowering me, you know? And so I hope you feel that, even if the words aren't coming out quite right. So let's jump into the third new sacred thing. Um, It's the qualities. The qualities of you. I've, I've said often that qualities trump identifiers. The identifiers are things we identify with, like mother, wife sister, employee, okay, those are identifiers and that's what we attach our ego to. And so I've learned that what's more sacred in life is the qualities. 
I say to myself that there are qualities that I will not violate, that these are within me, and that regardless of social, political, economical, environmental, like no matter what the situation is, no matter no matter how I'm pressed against the wall, um, no matter how much I'm squeezed, this is how I'm going to be regardless. And so I'm open-minded, I'm generous, I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm very thoughtful. I just, you know, I just think all the time, right? I'm peaceful. I'm curious. I love my curiosity. I'm so inquisitive. I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know, right? I'm creative. I'm honest. I'm patient. You know, these things, a few years ago, like honesty and patience and peacefulness, those weren't on the list, right? But I've always been open-minded, generous, caring, loving, and thoughtful, always. But this, these new ones, peaceful, honest, patience, those things are I had to work on. And so they're very sacred to me. And so it doesn't matter if I'm a mom or an employee or, um, you know, a citizen or just a random person on the street or a partner. Like, these are the qualities that I bring with me into my life every day. And they're so sacred. And a really big quality for me is discipline. I've learned discipline and that's through patience and it's through trust. And I've established so much trust with myself. I think that oftentimes we just don't trust ourselves. That's why we don't take chances. That's why we don't take risks because we're afraid. We're afraid of failing and we're afraid of rejection, but I really think it's because we're afraid of what we'll do. You know, there's this beautiful, I forgot where I watched it, but it was a beautiful part that someone said on Instagram and he said, it's not about the person, this is in a relationship thing, it's not about the person cheating on me. That's what scares me. It's about what I will do about it, how I will respond or react. And I don't know if you follow that because it was so kind of out of place, but to bring it back is that how will you act when you're stressed, when you're pushed to the limit, when you're squeezed? And do you trust yourself to respond instead of reacting? Do you know the difference between responding and reacting? Reacting is something that is unconscious. You think of a reaction like a doctor hits your knee and you just react by your foot moving. You touch a hot stove, you react by just pulling it away. It's unconscious. It's something that your body does for you. You don't have to be intentional, right? But when you respond, you have already witnessed something, that experience. You've already trained for it. You know, first responders, they have gone through schooling in the scenarios. They're prepared. They've imagined. They've, you know, had role-playing. They've practiced being in those high-stress situations. Same thing with sports, right? And so that's what responding is. Responding is like, okay, 
I know I have the tendency to be angry. I know I have the tendency to be impatient. So in the moments where I feel my blood boiling, in the moments where I want to throw something or where I'm just impatient, I want to yell and scream, storm out. I'm going to choose to respond accordingly. I'm going to choose that even though I'm feeling this way, I'm going to go... I'm going to choose to respond and say, can we talk about this later? I'm not in a good state right now. I'm going to I'm going to be prepared for my responses, literally the responses in communication. My physical responses. I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to ground down. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to focus on three things in the room that I can see that's real. Right? And so all this to say, but it's the qualities that I've been very grateful for of who I am. Because when creating your boundaries in life, you're going to get tested. And I really, I, I have to give Angel a lot of credit. I have to be very grateful for Angel because... I set boundaries in a relatively short period of time. You know, we've been together almost a decade now. It's going to be nine years coming June. And in one year, I've set boundaries. So, you know, through my whole life, then through our whole span of our relationship. And then in one year, I just set all these boundaries of how I don't want him to disrespect me or don't want him to yell at me. I don't want him to trigger me and say certain words or certain sentences or phrases that rile me up. Um, I don't want him to just be negative to my dreams. I, you know, like there's certain, there's so many like boundaries that I had just kind of created out of nowhere, but they were, they were there. They were, they were all along getting violated. And so that's why we started to build resentment towards each other. And he set his own boundaries too. And, and I've had to follow my own boundaries. And my own boundaries are like, I need to set time for me, even though I'm a type A goal-getter. I need to set time to just be with me, to be with myself, to give myself self-care and self-love. And that doesn't mean spending a bunch of money. That just means sitting and meditating. That means waking up an hour early and going on a run or doing yoga or working out, lifting weights, right? Or reading a book. That means me waking up early so I can juice so I can nourish my body, so I can make avocado toast with some egg, you know? Like, I've had to set so many boundaries in such a short amount of time. And so, it's so sacred to me, the qualities that I've created and have fostered and nurtured. Because you will get tempted to violate your new boundaries, your new beliefs, you know? And... Just because I have standards, so I think another reason why people maybe don't set boundaries is because they're like, oh, that person has high standards there, you know. But it's not bad if you're setting it for yourself. Because these, the reason I set these standards and these boundaries is to make me a better person, to bring more love into my heart so I can share more love with others. To bring more trust into myself so that I can empower others right? It's, it's so I can better myself. These are what these boundaries are for. 
They're very intentional standards. And, you know, with loving and relationships and, you know, everything I talked about at the beginning of this episode, that now I don't expect other people to have these same standards because whatever works for you to be a good human is works for you. Sometimes it's just religion. Sometimes, you know, religion can just make you a good person, right? But sometimes, like, for me, I need a little bit more. I need a little more juice. I need a little more depth. I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more in every aspect, not just the spiritual. I need it in the physical and the mental health. Um, I need it in the emotional health, the therapy. You know, like, I need more. More reminders because I'm just so thick-headed, right? Um, And so all this to say that just because I have high standards doesn't mean I expect other people to have the same standards. Um, And I really honor people and hold space for wherever you are in your journey because not everyone just is doused with suffering. You know, it comes in stages, it comes in waves, it comes in seasons, it comes maybe towards the end of your life, towards the middle. Um, I happen to just have it early on. And so I just honor everyone of where they're at. If there's something I can do to help, if I could just pray for them and hold space, um, if they just want me to hold their hand and just be there physically to support them, just to listen or hear, um, if they're ready to, you know, know the habits and all of the tools to actually take action to change that person's life, then I'm there also. I'm ready. I'm excited. That's like something that is really passionate with me is because I've found that in my life, no matter what situation you put me in, um, no matter what shoes of a person you put me in, I can find the light. I can just naturally find the light. I can find the way out. And it's not because I know the map. It's not because I know... Uh, like the end. It's just because I figure it out and I'm very relentless. I'm very determined. I'm very resourceful and I just keep trying until I can do it. There's just no other option. Like remember I talked about I'm very ultimatum based. There's just, I don't see another option. It's literally just get to the light and you'll be all right, you know? And that's all I focus on. I just focus on the hope. I focus on the love. I focus on the future because I know so well that when your present moment sucks and when you have no past to reminisce on, then all you have to do is look to your future. You know, when you get older, you have your past. That's why people talk about high school. You have your past to reminisce on. So even though your present sucks, you have your past to look back. But if you're young, you don't have a past because you're living it, right? So you just look to the future. And so if you're middle life, towards the end of life, whatever, you know, stop looking at your past to make you feel better about your present. Like, if your present sucks, look to the future. What can you change? Where can you grow? What can you let go of? Oh my gosh, in the last year, what's so sacred is that less is more to declutter. Oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to clean anything. I don't want to wash so many clothes. So let me just stop buying clothes, right? Let me give some away. Let me just eliminate, eliminate things. And you just are so more, so much more peaceful when you declutter. Less is so much more. And so we can go on all day because I've missed all of you. I've missed this so much. But that is the Sacred Scavenger Hunt wrap up. That's the recap. Um, It's just amazing. Like I said, if you just want to do it for a week, if you want to try it for a month, 
Um, if you want to try it for a year like I did and just, you know, put a little reminder, you can put it on your phone. I've done things where I go in the notes on iPhone, I write what the mantra of the theme is, and then I make it my screensaver or the wallpaper, right? So you can see it every time you unlock your phone to remind you. You can put a note on your mirror when you get ready in the morning to see it in your office, in your car, um, just, you know, when you're eating breakfast on your fridge, you could just remind yourself, like, what's the theme of the year? And that doesn't mean you have to think about it every single day, right? But just something in the back of your mind to maybe just break apart the, what would you call it? Like the habitual, cyclical, daily, day in, day out, just to like break the cycle to just, uh, kind of, serve as like a healthy, positive distraction is to go on this sacred scavenger hunt. So if you want to know more, if you have personal experiences that resonate with you, as always, please email me, iomelife.life at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram, iomelife. I'm always here, always, 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 always here for you, no matter what. Um, if you want to yell at me, that's cool. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> another thing that's sacred is like taking things personally. The the four agreements. If you just want to read a book, the four agreements. Oh my goodness. Read that book. That is such a great book. You'll have so many insights and they're four. They're four simple rules. So with that being said, enlightened love. Namaste. Have yourself a beautiful, bright day. 